Blog Talk Radio. I, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., do solemnly swear that I will faithfully execute the office of President of the United States. Will, to the best of my ability, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. So help me God. from New Orleans, Louisiana, to join the conversation. It's area code 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. If you're listening during the live broadcast, you can call in. Phone number is, again, 914-803-4131. If you're listening during the show and you have a free Blog Talk Radio account, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc. in the show thread, in the show page on the episode page in the chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash liberal dan and if you're listening after the live broadcast you can always leave your comments etc over on the show thread at liberaldan.com facebook.com slash liberal dan or at liberal dan radio on twitter we did have a apparently a slight hiccup on today's show it didn't want to pay play the intro music automatically but i'm thinking things are going well um so we'll just start off now and Go with this week's headlines. Postmaster DeJoy spoke to Congress about the failures within the post office and his proposed changes, which have not brought the joy. If things don't bring you the joy, you get rid of them. Democrats are now questioning if they should seek to oust DeJoy from this, his position. The answer is yes. Yes, you should. Failing to do so leaves the person in the position who slowed down the mail during the election to try and steal it for Trump. Republican congressional leaders McCarthy and Cheney are at odds whether or not Trump should speak at CPAC. Please keep fighting. I'll bring the popcorn. The U.S. government has just opened a new facility for children who have crossed our border. While it is not quite the Trump cages that we were used to over the last four years, it's concerning that we are opening new facilities instead of finding other, more creative, and less jail-like solutions for these children. I will be keeping an eye on the story as it develops. In animal news, a puppy was born with six legs. They named the dog Skipper. Do you know what you call a dog with no legs? It doesn't matter. It can't come to you anyway. And finally, in stock news, hold on, there we go. In stock news, GME took off again today. It didn't quite go to the moon, but I was able to sell my shares and take some profit. And Speaking of stocks, this is Amber Petrovich, a.k.a. Just Money, covering finance and investing in the Just Money Minute. 
Now let's unpack SPACs because we have heard nonstop about CCIV and its merger with Lucid Motors. A SPAC is a special purpose acquisition company. When you buy a SPAC stock, they trade just like regular stocks. You're contributing to a pot of money that the SPAC will use to buy a stake in and merge with a private company and go public. A SPAC typically has two years to make that merger or acquisition and go public. If they can't do it within that time frame, the money will be returned to investors. Even with that two-year period, it's still typically faster for a private company to go public via SPAC than IPO. Now, CCIV is a SPAC that's pulled off a successful merger with Lucid Motors. If you're holding CCIV stock, it's because you believe in Lucid Motors long-term as an EV maker that could rival Tesla. This has been the Just Money Minute. Build wealth, fight the wealth gap. And again, that was friend of the show, Amber Petrovich, uh, with the Just Money Minute. If you want to follow her on TikTok, you can go to just underscore money one at, on TikTok, and you can find her videos there. Uh, more information on her starting up website in the weeks and months to come. And I'm sure I'm glad that we will have her probably back on the show many times uh, to bring some new and interesting content. So um, let's go ahead. Let's see. First, Demonox, they should have purged every Trump appointee. Absolutely. I agree with that in principle. Uh, I do believe that there is a problem that you cannot just fire the, uh, the head of the post office. You have to have the board eliminate him and choose a new uh, postmaster general. And without naming new people to the board of, or whatever, or the board of governors, I think it is called, maybe, maybe I have that wrong, I don't know. But you have to, you have to nominate some more people to the board uh, in order to be able to have a Democratic majority so that they can take action and oust DeJoy for somebody who, you know, might have a little bit of competence at the job. Because clearly, well, I'm not going to say that he's not competent at the job. I mean, he's not informed, I think, or educated or trained enough to know the post office system other than maybe sending somebody else to go mail his mail for him. But he clearly used the post office to benefit the people that he donated money to in political campaigns, and that should be a considered a big no-no. Hey, I'd say impeach the guy, but, I mean, if you impeach the guy and, you, and you're still left with a Republican majority, uh, the next person that they pick is probably going to be just as bad, if not worse. Uh, post office is dead, says bringing a boy. No, the post office is not dead. The, or the, the reason that the post office is struggling is because in 2005, if I'm getting the year right, uh, the, the uh, Republicans passed a requirement that the post office would have to cover like 70 years in advance of all future liabilities. Uh, as opposed to what any other solvent company would be required to do. That requirement that was placed on the post office uh, has caused the post office to struggle. Uh, you, you need the post office, and, you, and, I don't, and I don't know, I do know why the Republicans are trying to kill it, because they try and kill anything related to government. And then they're trying to say, look, government doesn't work. See, we told you so. They're the ones that cause it to not work in the first place. I think this is a good, good, uh, Segway, before we hit the commercial break, I talked about last week uh, how I was going through an old computer and I found some of my old campaign ads. And since it, that happened in 2005, and these were run in 2004, 
So let's go ahead before we hit the commercial break and play. I think this is the cheesier of my two campaign commercials. So here we go. My name is Daniel Zimmerman, congressional candidate in the 1st District, and I approve this message. Bobby Jindal is standing on his health administration record. Maybe it's because he doesn't want anyone to pick it up and look at it. As secretary of Louisiana's Department of Health and Hospitals, Bobby Jindal is credited with turning a deficit into a surplus of $220 million. This was money that could have been spent on health care for people who need it most, but wasn't. Now, Bobby Jindal supports a copayment system in Medicaid. If someone is so poor that they qualify for Medicaid, how will they afford a copay? This will make them less likely to get preventive care and more likely to increase our costs by abusing the emergency room. It makes absolutely no sense. You can make a difference this election. The more people that vote, the more likely there is to be a runoff. Please contact your friends, family, coworkers, and neighbors and have them visit VoteForDan.net. That's VoteForDan.net. Encourage them to vote for me, Daniel Zimmerman, number 14, on November 2nd. Paid for by the Daniel Zimmerman Campaign Committee. And there's a blast from the past from, what, almost 17 years ago now when I ran for Congress. That is my campaign commercial. So I forgot about the, the little patriotic music there at the end. The, ah, I, forgot, I had forgotten about that. I knew, I remembered the cheesy line about uh, Bobby Jindal is standing on his healthcare record. That's because he doesn't want anyone to pick it up and look at it. Hey, 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 cheesy radio lines. Hey. But yeah, that was one of my commercials uh, that I played uh, during that. Uh, commercial run season during that congressional campaign. Of course, I did miserably because uh, I was running in the most conservative district in the state against Bobby Jindal, who had just lost the governor's race, but moved to the district where he did the best so that he could run for Congress and hopefully win, win re-election, and then go run for governor again. So, all right, let's go ahead and take our first commercial break. Come back, uh, take your calls as well. Answer the points in the chat. Uh, 914-803-4131. That is 914-803-4131. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. 
Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh, host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things, political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will? <laughs> Catch you on the tune. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2, where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. That's letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan.com. And welcome back to Little Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. And uh, you can join us in the chat room with X Demonox and with Bringing a Boy, who are having a conversation about the post office. Speaking about the post office, uh, actually, first, before we get to that, let's, let's, let's do the... Uh, Words of Redneck Wisdom for today. And now, Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. So I'm looking at a picture here of creepy, sleepy Uncle Joe Beijing Biden wearing his two masks. I mean, 
I'm sorry, that just looks so ridiculous. These people running around with two masks on. And again, I say, if you're wearing two, why stop there? Just let's go to four, five. Let's go to, let's go to ten. I mean, uh, let's encase yourself in, uh, uh, you know, plastic tub, possibly. Or, uh, you know, hazmat suit. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. All right, now, apologies, because I wouldn't really call Jeff a redneck, though he caters to a lot of them. Uh, the guy on in the mornings down here in New Orleans, a conservative talk. He happened to be very helpful to me when I was running in 2004 for Congress. I don't think he liked Bobby Jindal all that much. So uh, I, I'm appreciative of him, of him for that, but I have noticed that he's gotten way out there in the past few years. But especially with that, you know, he, he, he's criticizing masking because it looks funny. I don't care if it looks funny. If, if it's what the epidemiologists are recommending that you do during a damn pandemic. So let me tell you a story about the post office and the pandemic. I, I've tried to stay away from doing most things that I would want to do. You know, normally I've tr- I've stayed away from the post office. I don't want to go to the post office. I, I went one time and I was like, Oh no, I'm just, I might overstamp this one thing and just let it go. Uh, and just, just worry about it that way. And, and I'll, I'll, it's worth me paying a little more in stamps than it is me worrying about my sanity that I'm going to have watching all these COVID idiots in here, not masked properly. Uh, so I'm bringing a voice is finally the truth. LOL. So I, I walk into the post office. Like I'm like, let's see, I'm 10th in line. So there's six people in the main area and then another four people in the kind of the bleed over area. And I happened to notice the guy in front of me had a mask on, but it was not covering his nose. And the experts would tell you that if you're not covering your, covering your nose, it's basically like you're not wearing a mask at all. And, you know, it makes sense considering the fact that that's where they take COVID tests. They swab up your nose. So if the virus lives up there, it could come out too. So trying to be nice and, and polite and friendly, you know, like I like to be. I'm like, excuse me, sir, your mask drops below your nose. Nothing. Give it a couple more seconds. And I'll be like, I'm like, excuse me, sir, your mask dropped below your nose. No, no answer. Just completely ignore me. It's like, come on, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Do you think you could put your cover your nose? Oh, he started going off. He started around. Why do you think you're entitled? You know. Uh, you know, don't tell me what to do. If you'd have asked me, I'm like, I did ask you. I, I was nice. I said, excuse me, sir, your, your, your mask dropped below your nose. I was informing you that your mask was in the, I didn't tell you to do anything. I was just informing you. I assumed that you were acting in good faith by wearing a mask and just maybe it slipped. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. I gave it to you twice. And so you ignored me twice. And, and then somebody behind me was like, you're a threat to everybody in this post office. And I turned around to that guy. I was like, I'm not used to people having my back when I'm when I'm when I ha- when I happen to see somebody who's not following the rules. And I'll turned around. I was like, Thank you. And he goes, No, I'm talking to you. And I'm, what? You're talking to me? I'm the how am I the threat? He's the one not masking properly during a pandemic. 
Kai says, you don't know who he is. He could, you could have made him go off and he would have been, uh, he could have hurt people around here. I'm looking at this guy. I'm like, you wanted me to prejudge him based off of what? Nothing. Only thing that I could prejudge him on is that he was wearing a mask improperly. So I asked him to mask properly and he ignored me. So I was a little more stirred. Yeah, it got, Oh, this conversation, I was heated. I was, I mean, obviously I didn't, I didn't violate his personal space. I didn't do anything, you know, to, to be threatening towards this guy. You know, if I, the post office people had to come out and they were like, do we have to get security over him? I was like, well, I don't know. It depends if he's going to put on his mask or not because I, and he was like, he claimed that I cursed at him. I was like, I didn't curse at you, sir. I told you, I said, excuse me, sir, your mask dropped below your nose because I was giving you, you know, again, I was thinking that you may have been acting in good faith. Obviously, he wasn't. Because at some point in the middle of the conversation, he put his mask down below his chin. It was like, see, now my mouth's not covered, too. What you going to do about it? <sighs> People are such fragile. Wait, who was racist? Bringing a boy. Who was racist? Let's see. Only thing of words that is and I'm thinking of is booty call and saran dick nosing it. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, today a coworker told me I, that's the thing. I, I have some TikTok videos. I posted this story in two parts on TikTok, and and it was a nice mix of of people telling me that if I told them to mask up, that they would punch me in the face. And if masks work, then why don't you wear one? I'm like, well, because it's just ridiculous. Uh, well, you have a beard on, so therefore you can't. Your mask isn't going to fit properly. It won't pass the fit test. I'm like. I'm not working in a hospital. I'm not working in a coal mine. I'm not wearing a PPE type mask that to protect me and myself. I'm wearing the mask to protect other people and other people need to be wearing a mask to protect other people. For some reason, these people just can't understand the simple fact that masking by the general public, is not meant to protect yourself. It's meant to protect others. And if everybody wore masks to protect others, then we would have be clamped down on this virus. But no, we have stupid states like Florida, and there's plenty of stupid people in California too. There's people in red states and blue states who are privileged a-holes who don't want to take uh, the proper steps to be considerate of their fellow people. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Deminox sent, uh, sent 119... Uh, peer-reviewed studies to the guy's network printer. That's just epic lever of trolling there. Kudos to Demonox. The first Little Dan Radio Patreon. Shout out to Demonox for that. Uh, appreciate it very much. Uh, also, shout out to Cesar, who's also one of the Little Dan Radio Patreons. Uh, also, another shout out to my big brother, the uh, little brother, I'm sorry. I'm big brother Dan. I'm getting myself confused. A little brother, the host of the Most Nimbus Yosh with the Percy podcast. Uh, definitely check out the World According to Knox and the Percy podcast. Support, support your smaller podcasts. We do need to develop this farm team because there's clearly not enough progressive talk radio on the air and we need to get more people in the left, um, on the left, I should say, out there helping to combat the words set by, you know, Jeff and his type of radio shows, podcasts, Etc. And it's funny, the, the guy that was talking, 
and, and I've never mentioned the race of the people who, you know, who I was in, I had this conversation with. The individual behind me and the individual in front of me were both black guys. And I was shook at the idea that one black person would tell me that I should prejudge another black person simply because of what? Like, I'm not, I'm not prejudging him. I'm not going, I'm not that type of person. Now, a lot of people, there are some people who didn't believe me uh, about my story. They're like, oh, because I'm fat probably. And they don't think that I would have the courage to, to stand up and face bullies because that's what the maskless folks are. They're bullies. Uh, they wish they put their own personal uh, comfort levels above and beyond everything else. And I, as I told one of the people on TikTok, if you are scared that somebody's going to tell you to uh, to wear a mask when you're in public, maybe you should just stay home. Simple as that. So yeah, that that was the and it continued on like we we stopped talking. I just I and then we got into the other room and he was again still in front of me. And he started again talking to the other guy who was behind me about it. I, yeah, he's like, I don't, you know, you know just that, that. I'm like, look, I can hear you talking about me. What I should have done, and this, this is what I should have done. Of course, hindsight's 2020, because he was, you know, talking about me uh, in a ridiculous way and, and then wanted to draw me out, I guess, into more of a fight. I should have just called my wife and I should have been like, hey, wife, <laughs> hey, Cassie, I'm a. Uh, I'm sitting here at the post office and there's this guy who has a dick nose and he just refuses to wear his mask properly. And, uh, and it's ridiculous because he's putting everybody else at risk. And when I, I said to him in the nice manner that, sir, your mask could drop below your nose, he ignored me several times. And when I said something else, he got mad and angry and started yelling at me. And this other idiot, he said that I was, I should have just been, and then when they said, tried to interrupt my phone conversation, no, 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 excuse me, I'm on the phone with my wife, please, you know, this is not, this conversation doesn't pertain to you. Um, Yeah, that's what I should have done. But again, hindsight is 2020 and all. Bringing a boy says, we are individuals responsible for ourselves and accountable for ourselves, we are not responsible for others. Bringing a boy is basically saying, I'm not my brother's keeper. He is saying that he has no social responsibility to do things that uh, that makes sure that other people are not harmed when it comes to his actions. And I call a big old bravo Sierra on that one. I mean, yeah, we have a, we have a large country of lots of privileged people who clearly are selfish and don't care about their fellow human beings. But it used to be the idea that we should look out for our neighbors, look out for a fellow person. Now, back in the day, that probably didn't include black people because we're still, we were race, even more racist back then than we happen to be now. It, wait, sorry, I, I need uh, Trump to ch- chime in it on that one. It is what it is. Thank you, Donald. Um, so, but here's the thing, you know, nobody should have, have to tell you to wear a mask. I mean, the CDC should say, hey, look, the best way to help spread this, to help fight the spread of this disease is to wear a mask so that if you happen to be infected, that you don't infect everybody else and make sure your mouth and nose are covered. And then everyone in this country should be like, sure, absolutely, I will do that. Reporting for duty, sir. I have no problem doing that to help my fellow human being. And I, again, I'm convinced if Donald Trump would have just, instead of downplaying the virus, if he would have taken this virus seriously, we might have had a better handle on this and not have reached the 500,000 death threshold in this country. Uh, but 
people won't, don't want to listen to the epidemiologists. They want they want to listen, I guess, to, to Donald and his whole put light in the veins theory and and inject people with bleach. You know, it's called science. Yeah, thank you, Donald. Um, anyway, let's go ahead and take our next commercial break. Uh, come back, take your calls as well. Nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. Nine one four eight zero three forty one thirty one. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Progressive will do a bad movie trailer guy impression to get you to listen to his show. There's only one thing that I like better than the Liberal Dan Radio minicast. Alright, Bill, that's enough of that. On the Liberal Dan Radio minicast, you will hear an honest discussion of the day's issues with some personal bits in between. You might even hear what the other side has to say. Sometimes even in their own voices. So become one of the Liberal Dan family. Because family means no one gets left behind or forgotten. To hear those bad impressions and more, tune into the Liberal Day and Radio minicast. Talk from the left, that's right. And I think to myself, what a wonderful show. Mmm, yeah. Greetings. This is Nimbus Josh host of the Percy Podcast. What is the Percy Podcast? <laughs> well, it's pretty much the smoothest talking host you'll ever hear in your life talking about all kinds of things. Political things, nerdy things, fun things, not so fun things. Go ahead, give a listen, and follow at the Percy Podcast for more updates and information. Why not sit back and take a listen to one of the best podcasts you'll ever hear and no one else will. <laughs> Catch you on the tune. If you enjoy Liberal Dan Radio, there's many ways that you can support the show. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can like me on Facebook or follow me on Twitter or TikTok. And you can become a Liberal Dan Patreon. For as little as $3 a month, you can get a shout-out. Higher levels get the opportunity to vote on what I do next on the podcast, the minicast, or on YouTube. You can even buy commercial advertising or sponsor bits. So go to patreon.liberaldan.com and support the show today. Hey there, podcast listeners. This is Demonox, host of The World According to Knox. It's time for Season 2 where I take you on another trip through my world. The world of movies, video games, pop culture, and more. Relate them to the world around you. Don't forget to leave a question for Marscat and find me on Twitter by the handle xdemonox. Letter X like X-Men, D-E-M-I-N-O-X. Now enjoy the rest of your podcast. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? 
Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But Budgeteers is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out Budgeteers.com or go to YouTube.com slash Budgeteers and help make your trip the best it can be. Budgeteers.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. Do you want to set money aside for a rainy day? Do you want to open an account that will give you a savings bonus each month? What if I told you that you can get both and have a chance to win $10 million? Yada is an FDIC-insured bank, and when you go to yada.liberaldan.com, open an account, and make your first deposit, you will get 100 entries into the next weekly drawing. You will also get entries each week you have a balance. So go to yada.liberaldan.com. That's Y-O-T-T-A dot liberaldan dot com. And welcome back to the Liberal, Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming at you from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's 914-803-4131. Ah, uh, we were before the break. We were talking about uh, virus and 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 you know whether or not. Yeah, you know, I've said this before that you know the people who are, are so anti-masking would have been insufferable during World War II, during you know when when times were called hard and we were called upon to make sacrifices to benefit our country and to be patriotic uh, to fight you know Japanese and the Germans, of course. You know, I'm sure they worded it different, like the Krauts and whatever, you know, you know, Hitler was clearly an enemy, you know, and, you know, punching a Nazi was cool back then. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and do my, my other bit before we get to the, to the main topic of the show, the intactivists and their ridiculousness. So this week's hypocrite of the week is Ted Cruz, who crossed the Mexican border with his family to put them in a safer place than where they were currently staying. Fly-in Ted Cruz asked Biden for aid to help Texas. In the past, most of the Texas Republicans, including Cruz, opposed aid to New Jersey after Hurricane Sandy. Who will next week's Hypocrite of the Week be? Tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan. And there you go, Hypocrite of the Week. Um, It's amazing that, you know, conservative... Small government, Ted Cruz, goes, we need Biden's help. Come on, Biden has to help us. Why won't you pay us your money? We need the federal government funds to help us. But AOC was able to raise millions of dollars all by herself to help the people of Texas. Just goes to show you that conservatism is just a bunch of garbage. I mean, come on. Well, what's a better way to, to show how horrible conservatism is, is at the end of the day, we talked about last week, on last week's episode, we, we went all into how the issues in Texas with the power grid and the, the prices of energy, which have gone ridiculous, by the way, uh, because of market forces are causing people to have thousands and thousands of dollars worth of energy, electricity on their bill. Uh, it, it, Texas has proven the failure that is capitalism, especially when it comes to things that should be public utilities. So let's see. 
Anyway, that's that's what I wanted to talk about. That I, I was going to have another hypocrite of the week, but that one could probably be saved uh, for any week. So any week that I don't find anyone in particular, I'll I'll use that one instead, and you'll just have to listen next week to see who the hypocrite of the week will be. Um, but the main topic of the show that I wanted to bring up was intactivism, the intactivists. Uh, I may have discussed them before on the show. I think I have once before. And that's why I said a moron intactivists and not just regular, just, just circumcision or whatever. Um, but here, here's the thing. There was a post in one of the Facebook groups that I'm in and it was discussing circumcision and circumcision conversations always get very muddy and dirty and, and, and people are very strong feelings about what they feel about being an intactivist. Uh, They feel very, uh, they feel very uh, strongly about whether or not people should get circumcised or not. You know, either don't judge me for doing it. Or, you know, you're, you're, you're a horrible mutilator. Now, I have a problem with calling penile circumcision mutilation uh, because mutilation typically means that you have removed the ability of it to work. Um, and I can speak from personal experience as a circumcised person uh, that it works. It does. I have two kids that prove it, although one of the kids would tell you that his father's Darth Maul. Uh, That's a a different story for another day, I suppose. Maybe I'll get to it at the end if you're interested in hearing it, if we have enough time. Um, So uh, there are issues to discuss. You know, I I think that when you call it mutilation, you're doing harm to the the people that are victims of uh, clitoral circumcision uh, and that genital mutilation. Oftentimes it's referred to as female genital mutilation, uh, but it's very cisnormative, so I don't, I don't, I think there has to be a better word for it. Maybe clitoral uh, mutilation is the better term for it. But when I'm reading this thread and I'm reading the comments, and I probably, I wasn't even intending on talking about the, on entering the fray because I knew it was just going to be just round and round of, of people who, you know, are just going to disagree. And they're never going to convince each other on, on the topic. You're either going to, you're a staunch, I am going to circumcise my kids, or you're a staunch, you know, I'm never going to circumcise my kids, and you're a monster if you do so, and there's rarely anybody who's in between. Um, Demonox, circumcision has medical benefits. Whether or not those benefits are still a concern in modern medical times, uh, not sure. Um, is the podcast going to get weird? It got weird. Uh, yeah. The podcast might very well get weird. I should have probably give a warning label at the beginning. Warning, the Liberal Day and Radio podcast is about to discuss the topic of a mature and sensitive nature. Uh, listener discretion is advised. I, sh- I should have had one of those statements on it. Um, but here's where the conversation got, where I felt that I had to jump in. This person, I believe this person is a, a woman, well, she, her. Uh, there was another person who jumped in who's non-binary. Um, but I've had two lovers who were intact, and, I'm the sh- and I had the strongest orgasms with them. You can also have sex for a lot longer without ever feeling raw. I had to read that a couple of times. Uh, with, because the actual penis isn't rubbing against the vaginal walls. The foreskin acts as a buffer. Yep, 
sex with intact feels a lot better. This is what this woman said. And I'm like, excuse me? We can have conversations all day long about the benefits of circumcision, the, the, uh, the harm that could be caused by circumcision, whether or not circumcision is a violation of an infant's uh, autonomy, whether or not the infant uh, should be allowed to wait to be able to consent to the, the procedure. All of those are valid points to bring up, and we can have a discussion on those things. But don't for a second think that it's at all appropriate to determine whether or not you should circumcise your children based on what their future lovers might think. If you're thinking, if you're making the argument, what about your, and I made this argument before, and somebody else on the Liberal Dan Facebook page made the same argument. Uh, I, I think it was a woman who made the same argument as I did. The argument that we have to think about a person's future lovers when it comes to whether or not they're going to make the decision to have the infant circumcised. It's pretty much the same argument as that we tell women who want to get a hysterectomy in their 20s. But what if your future husband wants a kid? What then? Who the hell cares? It is not the potential future husband's business whether or not this person now wants to get a hysterectomy. It's none of their business. And it's none of the business of a future lover whether or not a decision is made for someone to get an abortion. Not abortion, I'm sorry. For someone to get a circumcision. Be it if, if it's somebody from the uh, from who's an adult who's making a decision to get circumcised or if it's an infant whose parents are determining whether or not to get the person circumcised. Let's see. One goes, look, I know you're circumcised. You're doing mental gymnastics to feel better about it. But this whole, because I brought up the fact that you can, you can prevent uh, STIs with circumcision. There have been studies that are done on adult males who had to get circumcised later in life. And those studies show that circumcision has an impact on those men in that it makes them less likely to get a sexually transmitted infection. Get a good moil to do it. Oy, only if you're eight days old and only if you're Jewish. Um, so and this, uh, this, when I bring up the whole topic of the, of the health benefits of circumcision, it, one of the intactivists are always going to say, well, just wear a condom. I'm not saying not wear a condom. But why not give your, the people multiple tools, no pun intended, to, to fight the contraction of a STI? When, you know, because nobody's going to, at 20, say, you know what, I think I'm going to go get a vasectomy. Not a vasectomy. Why am I thinking of a vasectomy? I'm going to get a circumcision uh, now. You know, I'm going to go do it now. No, no one's going to do that, even if they want to do it, because they're not going to want to deal with the pain. The only time you're probably going to have a circumcision as an adult is if you're converting to Judaism or if you have an infection. And look, and, and, and that's the thing. I'll bring up the whole infection thing. I have known three different men who have had to get circumcised later on in life 
because they got an infection. Every single one of them was like, I wish my parents would have done that as a kid. I am mad at my parents that they didn't get it done as a kid because now I have to feel this pain now instead of when I was an infant. So, and, and, the, and the, often the, the common comment by these people who are the intactivists in, this, in these conversations are, well, just clean it. You need to teach your people how to clean it better. Now, I'm sure they cleaned it fine. I mean, it wasn't there. I didn't go look at, <laughs> don't forget the tip. Well, that's from that, uh, how you doing, Barney, from the Weird Al song. The Moyle always gets the tip. Uh, but you heard about the, uh, the, the, dot, the the guy that used the foreskin as a wallet. When you rub it, it turns into a briefcase. Anyway, so, but, but the thing is that it's one, there's often a common thread amongst many intactivists. And the, the way that they are, their, word, word their arguments, is they're trying to tell you, the circumcised person, that you should be considered a victim, that you are a victim, that you are somehow harmed. And if, if, if the people who are circumcised, you know, say back to them, no, it's just you being an a-hole that I'm annoyed at, not the fact that I was circumcised. They don't want to hear that. They, they'll, no, no, you're just lashing out at me because of the pain that was caused to you as an infant when you were circumcised. And and here's one thing that in this discussion specifically that happens, that happened in this discussion, every single person in, the, in this discussion, except for maybe one, there's one cis guy that, that came in and chimed in. Every single person in this conversation was somebody who was not born with a penis. It was not, well, bringing a point, you said it's a personal decision, not debatable. I mean, well, that's what that's what the people who are intactivists are saying. They're saying it should be a personal decision for the infant, and that the parent shouldn't be making it for them. That's the argument when people are are, are discussing the topic of consent and body autonomy with circumcision. And I can I, I can I can respect that. I can respect if you want to make it about just about, you know, maybe the the health benefits of you know what what damage it could be of circumcision could possibly do do you want to talk about the body autonomy and the consent issues that that can respect those we can have a discussion that includes those and talk about the ethics of whether or not a parent should be able to make that decision for their kids but don't bring up the desires of a future lover because that's gross and don't tell people who have had circumcisions when they were kids that somehow they're supposed to feel victims. What is the, let's see, what's, what's the words? Uh, let's see. Here's the one thing. People of all genders have a penis. There are women who have penises. There are men who have penises. There are non-binary folks who have penises. But what I find so damned amusing in these conversations are the cis women who want to lecture people about their penises. If I, this was a conversation about the vulva and a cis man was trying to tell people how vulvas work and how they should feel, they would be laughed out of the damn group. They would be called mansplainers. Uh, before you go there, I'm not talking about the consent argument. If you feel this is it, if this is simply an issue of consent, we can have the discussion. But when cis women lecture people with penises about their penises, yeah, stop that. Let's see. 
And always somebody says, sex is so much better with an uncircumcised penis, as if the sexual pleasure of anybody else is at all relevant to the discussion, but nobody jumps on those people for those crappy attitudes. Female mutilation. Well, I'm calling it clitoral mutilation. Uh, There's no benefit for clitoral mutilation. That's why I think they're two separate topics, although there are people who are intactivists who want to relate the two. But the individuals that do uh, the clitoral uh, mutilation are individuals who are trying to do it specifically to remove the possibility of any of, of the person who has the clitoris to feel any p- pleasure during sex. There are studies done on those men who did get circumcised later in life that the quality of their sex life was, ne- was not decreased. The quality of their sex life was, in fact, enhanced. They feel like their their sex life was better, that they could have longer sex and they had better control over their orgasms and, and all sorts of good all sorts of good stuff from being circumcised. It's just another benefit of being circumcised. Um, where's the other thing? Let's see. I was told that I didn't know how science worked. Um, Somebody's like, my brothers are all uncircumcised. They were taught how to pull back the skin and clean their dick right. And I was like, good for them. This doesn't change the idea uh, that STI, data on STI transmission with circumcised versus uncircumcised. Uh, those are the health issues I'm talking about. If you're going to respond with more comments about penis cleaning, uh, that's because you seem to be obsessed with penis cleaning. Um, so then somebody else chimes in. Um, so where's, where's that person? Oh, somebody asked me in the conversation, how many dicks have you held? That was another one of their genius comments. Um, as if if somebody holding more penises uh, would make them more likely to be able to have a valid opinion about, about circumcision or to be able to tell somebody with a penis about their penis. Look, the only people I think who have a valid uh, way to talk about, talk to me about you know, how, how penises work are, are A, people with penises, and B, or people who've had penises in case you had gender reassignment surgery. Um, or There's probably a better way to word that. I probably got the wording wrong. Um, or B, if you're a trained medical professional in the field that deals with said parts. But, you know, the idea that if I – so that tells me that, it, that I can tell this person if they have a vagina – that, oh, I've held more vaginas than you, so therefore I'm, I'm somehow more of an expert on your vagina than you are? No, it's ridiculous. And they're all different. Um, there's the person who came in. Let's see. Where is that? That's not the one I wanted. Somebody goes, actually, the fact that circumcised men don't have full sexual function and therefore have poor sexual performance, and that intact men have full sexual function, and thus have superior sexual performance, and thus have better sex lives, is a valid supporting valid point supporting leaving men's genital organs alone. I mean, the idea that, and that these are people, this person who was making that comment was a, a, a trans person who is non-binary, uses pronouns they, them, because uh, I, I asked that person, have you ever possessed a penis like that you was attached to your body? Do, do how how can can do have you witnessed or experienced anecdotally sex with a foreskin versus sex without a foreskin to be able to make that judgment or are you just talking out your ass 
and they were talking about their ad. Oh, bringing a boy. I knew this was going to come up. Parts don't matter. I've shared you the links. Don't define gender. Period. <laughs> you know, there are women who have uteruses. There are men who have uteruses. There are women who have hysterectomies, whose their uteruses are now removed. Are they less of a woman? No. Body parts don't define gender. Period. End of story. Um, let's see. Did somebody? This, this, this is the thing that got me the most annoyed. She goes, or they go, oh, I see. You're circumcised. I understand now why you're so reactive in here. I'm truly sorry that was done to you. I'm also sorry if anything I said feels like an attack. It wasn't intended that way. The truth is that had you not been circumcised, you would have had better sexual function. There's no way that she that that person could know that there's no way that they could know that well you only have what you know and you'll never know what you could have had i can't fully grasp it i can't fully grasp my own penis apparently pun intended uh i i could understand why you would want to attack people who point this out i'm not attacking people for pointing out i'm attacking people for being entitled douchebags for trying to say that they in any way, shape, or form have any sort of moral authority to lecture me about my body parts, and especially when they don't have those body parts and they're not educated medical experts on those issues. So there you go. Let's see. Uh, I don't even think, Demonox, that the term anatomically male is, is, is one that is accepted by individuals who are trans. I think that that the gendering of parts is is seen as a negative by trans folk. You know, you could you know even even saying things like biological sex, it, it's eh, because your gender is is more than just your your, your chromosomes or your parts or etc. Yes, you know, th- there are, there are trans men who have had babies and 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 given birth. Uh, there are trans women who have impregnated people. Um, Wait, which one do I use? Do I use this one? You know, it's called science. Or do you use this one? It is what it is. I don't know. I'm torn as to which one is the more appropriate soundbite to use right there. Um, But yeah, there are, when you you want to ask, I'm sure bringing up what you ask, well, how many genders are there? And normally my response when people ask me that is to flip it back on them. I was like, well, how many known combinations of chromosomes are there in humans? Uh, when it comes to their sex chromosomes. And uh, they'll be like, oh, XX and XY. I was like, okay, but what about just X by itself with no uh, nothing else? Or what about XXX or XXXX or XXY or XXYY? What about all those? There is at least six, I believe, known, com- known combinations of sex chromosomes. Plus, you have the other chromosomes that could have differences in them. Uh, you have hormone levels that can differ amongst people for various reasons, all causing people that have different expressions of their gender. And while most people tend to be, if you had a, a, a uh, plot graph or whatever you want to call it, like, like where you where a scatter graph where you're showing just points on a graph and you have one point that's male and one point that's female, it, people are typically going to surround those two averages, but you're going to have some people that are just right there in the middle. You're going to have, and you're going to have people that are way off too where they don't even get anywhere near those, those two, you know, where, where their, their hormone levels or whatever. There's going to be so many people scattered on that graph 
that in reality, how many, there's, there's an infinite number of combinations because there's no set number of hormones that any one particular person will have if you're a woman or you're a man. There's no, there's no, the, the chromosomes can be different. You have, you have various other differences. And look, I, I've linked to previously to those two Scientific American articles. I highly suggest you go read them again if you're confused on the topic of gender. Uh, so I, I have a friend of mine who, and that friend of mine has been on this show a long time ago. That person is considered a trans male uh, because the person had the word female written on his birth certificate, but he has since had the birth certificate changed uh, and is now um, legally considered a male, had the body parts that one would expect from a woman, but chromosomally, the person was XY. So there was a Y chromosome there. Maybe helps explain why, you know, maybe the testosterone level might've been more, maybe why they, they developed in the way that they did. And, and, and at the end of the day, and if you looked at him now, you would be like, that's a handsome dude. You wouldn't be like, oh, that's, that's, that's really a woman. You would never say that. And if you looked at the, if you looked at the DNA, you couldn't say that because you'd see XY. But that person back in the day, you might have said, oh, that's, you might have assumed that the person was a woman because of how that person was raised. But at the end of the day, because they were only judging that individual by their parts and not by who they are. And that's the thing. And, and, and the important thing, and I feel like I need to have to bring this up too, because I, I watched this one TikTok video and it was, uh, they were trying to propose a, the bill that would prevent trans women, young trans women from participating in high school sports uh, against other young women. And you know, I think it was Utah and it was the Republican governor of Utah who was like, you know, there's not a lot of trans folk who are out there who are trying to break into women's sports. That being said, I would urge every one of you to push pause on this legislation and to get to know somebody who's trans. Learn about them. Witness what they go through, and you'll probably change your mind on this. And he wasn't going to sign the bill. And while he might have very other problematic views as a Republican, the fact that he, he had the right stance on this was incredible and it made several people say that it brought them to tears because you had somebody being let's see seminox main point is that there's more than what we are taught as kids that's why gender is an idea i grew up liking gi joe that's a boy thing quote but like my little pony that's a quote girl thing there are both things i, I identifying as male like so is either really a girl or a boy toy uh i don't know if it's a boy toy uh, <laughs> that's that's a different subject altogether boy toys um Speaking of which, <laughs> I think you had the situation. I do have to bring this up. I should have mentioned this in the show. I do want to bring this up. You have the, there's the, uh, I think we're done with the circumcision conversation. I mean, that's pretty much my point is that there are, there are conversations that we have about consent. I guess let's finish it up. There are conversations that could be had about consent. And you know, a lot of the conversations they say, well, you should be give, you should give the children a choice. They, they, they can't make a choice and you're, you're choosing to do something that's quote, optional for for your kids that they could wait to do i mean technically that's the same argument that anti-vaxxers make that that the children can't consent to taking these vaccines um and that and then maybe you shouldn't uh you shouldn't be considering taking you know forcing that vaccine on your kids especially if they don't want to take them no my kids are taking their vaccines why 
because it's safer for them and it's safer for the rest of the community. And it is my job as a parent to make medical decisions for my children, period, end of story. So is it my job then to make a medical decision about whether or not to get my kids circumcised? Uh, the reason I made the decision that I didn't, look, I was raised Jewish. I didn't make the decision because my kids are half Jewish. I didn't make the decision to, to do it because, you know, if, if there are people who were telling you, oh, I wanted their, their son, my sons to look like their dad. Get the heck out of here. That is not a valid reason to have a circumcision. That's stupid. It's a dumb reason to have a circumcision because you want your, the, you want a penis to look the certain way. That's stupid. But if you make the decision based off of research that your children will be safer later on in life, less likely to get an STI, less likely to get a UTI, and less likely to have a condition that would require them to have a painful circumcision later in life, that's why I ultimately made the decision to circumcise. I'm not going to judge you if you make the decision to not, but I will judge you absolutely 100% if you are going to include in your reasoning as to why people shouldn't get circumcisions the reason that their future sex partners might not have as pleasant sex. Because F that right out. Dan, would you boy, would you agree that no matter the combination of gender biologically, the combination nope, I would not no, not absolutely. Not as I said, biologically, there are at least six different known combinations of sex chromosomes. There are there is an infinite possibility of hormone levels because hormone levels are not like, you know, four, five, six. It's not integers. You have they're real numbers that go into decimals and the only limit on the amount of differences, different possible hormone levels you can have is how precise you want to be with your decimal point, how many decimal places you're going to. That's the only limit on the number of, uh, on the number of hormone combinations that any one person could have. So no, clearly not. Uh, it is not an exclusivity to male and female because male and female are just averages. They're constructs. They're, they're, their estimations. And, and as I said, there's many different labels that you can use as an individual um, to describe yourself. And oftentimes the labels are either perfectly suited or accurate enough to, to be able to describe you. But there's a lot of people that live between the labels where the labels might just be good estimations, but they're not perfect. And in some cases, the labels might not be good estimations at all. I mean, people who are non-binary, people who are agender, people who are gender fluid, clearly the labels of male and female don't work for them. And we should respect that. Furthermore, for every person that accepts a trans person for who they are, instead of what society assigned to them or assumed that they were, that person is 50% less likely to commit suicide. So even if you don't feel that the science is intuitive. Even if you have a problem with the science, have the empathy to just accept them for who they are to make them that much less likely to commit suicide. Of course, many of the people who would refuse to use proper pronouns for individuals to use a person's stated pronouns, many of those people 
would also likely not wear a mask, so they don't care about the lives of other people. So if you don't care about the lives of people when it comes to COVID-19, you probably don't care about the lives of a trans person or either. And that's how we come full circle on Liberal Dane Radio, talk from the left. That's right. Let's see. Mother kicked out of Catholic school. I did want to talk about this one real quick. Three kids were kicked out of Catholic school in California, your neck of the woods, bringing a boy, uh, because of the mom's OnlyFans account. Um, Crystal Jackson and her husband, Chris, uh, explained to the school that her OnlyFans was a way for the couple to spice up their own love life. Uh, after Sacred Heart Parish School in Sacramento's principal received photos from the page from other parents, so you other parents, you know, who are narcs, you know, stitches get stitches, you know. Um, they were told by the school that they needed to find another school for their children to attend. Because how can the Catholic Church teach the moral lessons of protecting child molesters if they have a parent in their school who has an OnlyFans account? How is that possible? Your apparent quest for high-profile controversy in support of your adult website is in direct conflict with what you hope to impart our students and directly oppose the policies laid out in your parent's student handbook. And what, what policy specifically says, thou shalt not have an OnlyFans? Um, we therefore require you to find another school for your children and have no further association with ours. I bet you had a parent come to that school uh, first and said, you know what, you know, we, uh, we found this OnlyFans account for one of our other parents. That was probably like the wife of, of one of the other fathers that he was probably sitting there watching the OnlyFans site with glee. And maybe they found a bill on a credit card or something and said, his wife was like, who are you watching? <coughs> oh, that's so-and-so's mother. I'm going to the school with this one. And how dare you watch that porn? That's spot. Uh, Crystal, who calls herself Mrs. Poindexter on her page. I'm still the same Crystal I was like two years ago. Now you are just judging me. Uh, the Jacksons are seeking a new school for their three boys. So is it Miss Jackson if you're nasty? Um, but, yeah, I mean, how, how are they as a Catholic school supposed to be able to teach the morality lessons of protecting, uh, protecting child molesters if the, the parents dare have an OnlyFans account? And where was I going with that? I was going... Let's see. That's not true, Dan. This is ludicrous to say because you think something about this. They must be. Like, Wait. What am I saying? What is not true? <coughs> what is ludicrous? Because I didn't quite understand it. Bringing a boy. <coughs> what did you say was not true? That what is ludicrous? Uh, that if I feel something about this, they must feel or think that. Come on, really. Um, I don't know. Apparently, what was what was the point that I was going to be making about? Oh, that's right, because Demonox said something about a boy toy or a girl toy or a boy toy. And I was like, I think apparently one of the, um, I think the Jezebel article had something on it that was specifically, I guess it's California, so we should say specifically. Um, I went to menopause early and was like wanting to have some connection with my husband again. So her and her husband began posting content to OnlyFans. Um, which reportedly ranges from pinup style photos to sexy stories, crystal rights for their subscribers. Their, quote, hot wife content was a hit. So I don't know, maybe she had a boy toy on there too. I don't know. That's what made me uh, remind me of them. Let's see. 
It's tough enough to simplify bromelophema now that we know that there's variety. It's like asking if it's sweet or sour, as if that's the only two flares. Anything outside, wait, bringing anything outside of male or female is not human. Come on, bringing a boy. That's just not. That's that that's that's mean. First of all, I mean, what did I just say about every person who is trans? For every person that accepts a person who is trans for who they are, that person is 50% less likely to commit suicide. So you, by saying that if you're not male or female, that you're not human, then you are rejecting that person's identity. And as such, you're making it more likely that any trans person that you would come around, especially a trans person who happened to be non-binary or gender fluid or agender, you would cause those people to be more likely to commit suicide with your attitudes on average. Let's see. Their hot wife content was a hit. Uh, when the couple began uploading OnlyFans, they made $15,000 their very first month. Now they're pulling in over $150,000 a month. And this is the end of the entirety of Liberal Dan Radio. I'm just going to go ahead and make an OnlyFans. Just kidding. Who wants to see me on OnlyFans? I doubt it. I doubt anybody would. So I guess it's back to the podcast for me. Um, let's see. So the one other thing that I want to talk about, I, uh, you know, if you listen to the Percy podcast, you would, uh, he talks about diversifying your podcast where you have podcasts. And so I decided to diversify my podcast. Uh, I'm going to have maybe, I guess, less nerdy content on this podcast and on the minicast. And I'm going to create on Anchor. I've created a new Anchor podcast called the NerdyDan.com podcast. And so you can support that. If you go to NerdyDan.com, you can, you can click on the buy me a cider button and support the show that way. If you want, if you like my nerdy stuff, um, that's good. That's going to be how I, at the moment, at least how I support that show. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about all sorts of things like pop culture, gaming, board games, video games, uh, TV shows that I watch. I, <laughs> damn, I want to be an OnlyFans. Yo, anyone want to see a fat man in an overcoat make love? <laughs> Funny story about that. Um, I, I once got five numbers on the Louisiana lottery and I won 1800 bucks. The reason I didn't win half a million dollars was because 36 wasn't 37. And because, and I said, man, when 36, if only 36 could have been 37 and somebody responded back in a row. And I was so pissed off that it win $500,000 that I didn't realize they were making a Jane Thompson. They were making a clerk's reference. But yeah, <laughs> if only 36, if 36 would have been 37, I would have won a half a million dollars. And what was it? Like I was sitting there and, I, and I'm and I'm reading off the numbers and I'm looking. I was like, yes, 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 no. And that just last one just. And I was and my wife rolled her eyes at me from the other room, not wondering what the hell it was that I was talking about. And the next day we were going to. To, to, to Maryland to go visit family because this was before the pandemic. And so we had to make a stop in the, in the morning to go check out of the, go to the lottery. 
twice to go get our check because, you know, I wanted to cash in on my money and have it for a vacation. Um, if only 36 or 37. I did win, like, I think 38 cents in interest or in, in lottery drawing payments on Yada, um, mostly because of uh, me and, and Nimbus Yosh, the host of the Most Percy podcast, combined our some of our tickets together to form a pool and that pool wound up getting uh some money and we split the money three ways i believe so that's another option with yada as i've talked about that you can do that so you go to yada.liberaldan.com or if you go to yada.nerdydan.com i've done both oh the other thing i wanted to bring up was i think i need to redo my commercials on the podcast here uh simply because of the fact that uh um I play the commercials in the correct order because it really sounds better if the last commercial in the commercial block is the one from Demonox because it then it says at the end and we now return you to your podcast. So I really should re- reshuffle those here on this podcast to 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 have that now return you to your podcast, then play the intro music that comes back into the podcast and then continue talking about the show. Let's see. Homo sapiens, Latin wise men, the species to which all modern human beings, Homo sapiens, is one of the several species grouped into the genus Homo, but is the only one that is not extinct. Homo sapiens is or Homo sapiens, Homo sapiens are. That doesn't sound straight, but you know, either way. You know, it's called science. There you go. I think you were you were trying to get me to play that. Were you not bringing it, boy? Um, what else was I going to talk about for the end of the show? So we've, we've covered the fact that some intactivists are ridiculous, um, that you shouldn't use a child's potential future lovers to determine whether or not you should get a circumcision. Uh, we talked about the stupid person at the post office. Uh, we talked about uh, GME, uh, how they – and we, we played this, the stock, the money, the just money minute – um, shockingly enough, whew, I did even better than I thought today. I, I mean, my stocks are up like 16, 2600 bucks today in my stock mark in my stock, in my stocks just on Robin hood. Cause I haven't, I haven't dropped Robin hood, Robin hood yet. And what did, what did GME end up with? GME ended up at 168. It was at what was today's low. GME, it says today's high was 90-something, but that's not true because after hours it went higher than 91, and it's already it's at 168. It went up to like 190, I think is the highest got to. I think I sold it 177, so I sold it higher than what it was what it is currently. Um, but yeah, the, four, four, the 52-week high was like 483, but it went from it, it quadrupled in price today. GameStop quadrupled in price in one day. If you would, I mean, it's a missed opportunity, but at least I profited some it, from it somewhat. AMC is also going up today. AMC ended up at 1108. Um, so I, I bought in a little less than that, a little more than that. So I still have a little bit more to go in order for me to go into the red, black, go into the black on AMC. Um, but it was interesting. Again, Libertarian Radio is not a financial advisor. Please speak to your own personal advisor when talking about stocks or stonks that you want to invest in. Um, but 
I, you know, I, I messaged uh, Amber Petrovich from the Just Money Minute, and I was like, have you seen GameStop today? What's going on with GameStop? And she came back and was like, WTF? What the hell's going on? None of us knew. It was crazy. It, it was crazy that that was going on. But my, my um, Webull account is actually in the positive at the moment, uh, which is a nice thing to see happen. Um, and... I can't say the same thing about my uh, Robinhood account, but my Robinhood account did have a nice, did have some nice gains uh, this week, not this month, but this week. <laughs> so hopefully that that trend will continue tomorrow. Thank you, Joe Biden. Anyway, let's go ahead and call an end to this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio Talk from the Left. That's right. Uh, we will be back. Where is the darn? There it is, all the way to the top. Wait, try to do it. No, I'll save the coastal ad for next week. So if you want to hear my other commercial that I had on my on my for my campaign ads that I saved, uh, you'll have to wait till next week to hear that one. But again, I mean, this is the end of this week's episode of Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Tune in each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Central to find to listen to more of the content that you know you love to listen to. Uh, again, shout out to Demonox, to Cesar, to my little brother, the host with the most in this Yosh. Uh, if you want to see if there's an exception at any week, you can follow me at Liberal Band Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Liberal Band, LiberalBand.com, Facebook.com slash Liberal Band, and all the other places. Support the show, uh, support the Patreon, or you can find me at Coffee. Both links are on LiberalBand.com as well. Until next week, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Band Radio. All from the left, that's right. Thank you.